Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for a Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Huge, huge win for the Lakers Monday night, 93-89 to over the Denver Nuggets at Staples Center. Plenty to talk about just from that game. Uh, to say the least, Andy, that was one the Lakers badly needed. Badly needed to win, but also it felt like <laughs> it felt like an unwinnable one for them to actually win it. Twenty four hours ago, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it like, was. It cannot be overstated. I mean, just if you listen to our reaction uh, during Monday's podcast, and frankly, the reaction around the NBA Twittersphere, you know, ESPN, everywhere, people had pretty much written off the Lakers as in a free fall and not without reason. Oh no, it was Sunday was a disaster. Like in short of like literally guys being out for the season and you just, you know, like those sort of catastrophes, that's what that game was. So um, to turn around and win the way that they did on Monday was absolutely massive for the Lakers, both I think mentally and also in the standings, uh, which we can't overlook. AD, uh, Anthony Davis, we have to be specific. Great game on both sides of the ball. We'll start with him. But we also, Andy, in our second segment, we'll get to the center rotation because uh, Marcus All, he did some things that are going to have fans talking. Uh, yeah. And so we will talk about it. Uh, that'll be our second segment. We'll talk about Dennis Schroeder as well in the third. We know now uh, that he is going to miss probably about two weeks because he is uh, in the COVID protocols. We don't know that he has COVID, but I feel like we know he has COVID. <laughs> like, right. I, I mean, he's sort of got the time. If he doesn't, if he hasn't caught COVID, he's caught the COVID timeline. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing I mean, else. Well, uh, I, I would say if he doesn't have COVID, they are lying about why he's away from the team and yeah. using an excuse that sounds better than the actual explanation, which would something. be something <laughs> yeah uh so with that well if we have a chance you're we'll faking COVID yeah. because the actual reason is that bad <laughs> <clears throat> got the COVID. um so yeah well if we have time we'll take a look at the uh the the landscape in the western conference it is it is bonkers uh if we don't though we'll get to it this week uh i also want to remind everybody that uh, law murray is going to join the show the great great writer at the athletic covers the clippers we'll do uh, we'll have that conversation uh, for Thursday's show ahead of the Lakers Clippers. Uh, I want to tell you as well that this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You download the app. You can join me and Andy this week on Friday at noon Pacific to get on get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Um, so, all right, like we said, Andy, Sunday was a disaster. Like, And I'm not saying the Lakers are out of the woods because they're not. But the, the mental shift from from Sunday to Monday in terms of how you just sort of feel about the, the, the composition of the team and particularly like where Anthony Davis can go between now and the playoffs. I mean, it is night and day different. Yeah. I mean, he, there were a lot of issues in that game on Sunday that they lost, but really at the center of them and the most important felt like AD and just how out of sorts that he looked offensively and the way he's just been a really, frankly, a disaster defensively since he's come back and and how much this team has needed him to step mm -hmm. up, particularly in this period right now where they're going to be shorthanded you know, for the foreseeable future because we don't know exactly when LeBron is going to be back. Frank Vogel did clarify before the game 
that his absence is not considered a setback. He's considered day-to-day. It does provide some hope that he could be available Thursday or Friday against Portland, whatever. But this is still touch and go. The bottom line is this team is not going to make a run to repeat their championship without Anthony Davis looking like Anthony Davis. And in this game, on both sides of the ball, Mm -hmm. he looked like the guy that could be at the center of a championship-winning team. <laughs> at least in the fourth quarters and a power forward to the other ones. But like, I, and I, I don't like, I, I really, tr- I know I try not to trade in like sort of the, the, the cliches of, of sports or whatever, but like he, he had a swagger about him on the court on Monday that he's been lacking. Like he, you know, the, the, the Rajon Rondo measure impact measured in swag thing that Frank Vogel liked to point out. If you'd measured AD in swag since his return, it would be really bad. <laughs> there wasn't much of it. And it just he the way he was sort of carrying himself, the uh Vogel talked about it after the game, the the aggressiveness with which he made his moves. He was much more decisive, I think was the word, the exact word that that Vogel used. And you could tell. I mean, there were still a few times where the results weren't great, and they were, but like the, even the mistakes he made offensively, particularly, were errors of commission as opposed to errors of just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. He was the aggressor throughout, and I think just sort of carried himself like a guy who just took his team to a championship last year. It, it seemed like he. Obviously, some of this is psychological. Some of it is physical in terms of trying to get back to where he was after a really long absence from a you know mm-hmm. a pretty pronounced injury. But at the same time, he seemed like he recognized that we've reached now or never time. Like basically, you gotta you gotta get your bleep together, and you you have to play at the absolute top of whatever you're capable of, and just be aggressive about how you're going to do whatever you're doing on the court. There was a moment in the second quarter where he drove against uh, Aaron Gordon along the baseline and he ended up getting fouled and he was down on the ground. And like half of the team got up from the bench to help pick him up. And it really felt like in that moment, the rest of the team recognizing like, okay, this this energy that you're bringing right now, we we see this, you keep doing it. This is our guy. You are our guy. And I will say like, you know, Vogel was disappointed and upset. Kuz was talking about, you know, look, I mean, we got to get Marcus All on the floor. And by the way, again, we're going to get to that in the second segment. Um, the one guy who was, you know, kind of, it's fine. We're going to be okay. Like, we got to find a little bit of our swagger. He actually, he actually talked about it. Like, we got to find a little bit of our swag. Um, was AD, and I, I think he was in hindsight, looking back on it, he's talking about himself as much as anything, which shouldn't be that surprising. He did a lot of this last year, uh, you know, where he would he's basically have his sort of, no, he's all. not. And he would sort of have his like therapy session, uh, calling himself out, being hard on himself to the media. Like, and that's, and, and, and so while he was projecting calm, I think he was also telling himself to go out there and get your bleep together, quit, you know, uh, you know, quit being passive about what you're doing and go lead the team in the way it needs to be done. Now, look, again, it wasn't this, this, this game didn't show the Lakers are, are good to go and all that. Like, no Dennis Schroeder, no, uh, you know, no LeBron. They scored 93 points. Uh, the, they turned the ball over 20 times. 
they looked ugly in a lot of places, but they they had that sort of spirit. Um, this was that the they best. had a lot this year, but always I think last year. Well, it, it's interesting in terms of Brian, grinding through stuff. Well, it's interesting you mentioned spirit because this team, you know, last year and this year, you know, what's been. You know, the LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Frank Vogel, so far championship era, their spirit has always been defined by their defense. And this defense that they played tonight was the best that they have played in a long time, not just in the results, because they've managed to have good defense during this period where they didn't have LeBron or AD or guys in and out of the lineup. But this was the deadliest that their defense has looked in a long time. And like the... It's really. It's worth. I'll let you finish, but like it's worth pointing out, as you said, like yes, the defense has held up to where they were still leading the league in defensive rating. On last ten games, the last ten games have been very ragged. They've been middle of the pack at best. Yeah, and and even the periods where it's been effective, it's felt more workmanlike than what Mm -hmm. we saw during this game tonight. Like this was a night where their defense felt electric. Like it was very fitting and like thematic that the game ended up getting iced by AD blocking a three from, you know, granted, uh, like a little <laughs> a, four, a, a, a hobbit who plays point guard. I mean, the, 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 if there's good. Somebody is going to have the picture of Facundo Campazzo trying to get that shot up over AD. And it, it's going to look like something from Lord of the Rings with yeah. the Peter Jackson force perspective. Um, side note, I have tremendous respect for guys like Campazzo, who is, I'm not making this up. He is, an inch taller than I am. He's 5'10", maybe. (laughs) And to play in the NBA and even – he had five steals. He's a starting point guard for an NBA team right now without Jamal Murray. You have any idea – I mean, you do, but like Royal you. How good you have to be at basketball to play in the NBA when you're 5'10"? Give me yeah. a bleep and break. I mean, that is yeah. really impressive. So shout I mean, out he, to Facundo Campazzo. He's 5'10 the way Tom Cruise is 5'10. Right. Neither one of them are 5'10. But I also again, can't help but think every time I hear his name that he saved the queen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Facundo Campazzo saved the queen. Um, but like, but yeah. you know, but like that, it was it was fitting. You're right. That AD seals this not with I mean, he had the bucket on the other end, uh, a late bucket in the last minute that was huge. But then he, you know, he keeps that shot from getting to the basket. Absolutely. Um, so that was like the appetizer. The stuff that people are going to be talking about, I think, on on Tuesday, Andy. Marcus Gasol. And so we're going to talk about Marcus Gasol, and we'll do that next. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room, the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, Brian, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We will be hosting rooms for Locked on Lakers once a week, Friday, noon Pacific. You can join in the conversation that you hear here every day. Locker Room, perfect place to start. Join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debate, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to the big news or the rumors. The rumors are always the best. So Love the rumors. Down, oh, the rumors are the that, – that's really why we're in this whole thing. It's not even the games. It's just the drama. We're just so gossiping. Go, we're just yeah, gossiping. We we're in there gossiping. We're like a sewing circle. So go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your, to your Twitter, and join the group for the latest 
league updates. Follow us at Cam Brothers to be notified when our room goes live. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, we are planning to be live this week, noon Pacific time. We want to hear everyone's thoughts on the Lakers, so we'll see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Okay, uh, I'm going to read you some numbers, Andy. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, and a block shot. 17 minutes plus 17 in the box score. That, Andy Kamenetsky, was the line for Mark Gasol, who uh, popped off the bench after Andre Drummond found himself deep in foul trouble in the second quarter. Near Four the end fouls of the in the first half. Well, he was guarding uh, Nikola Jokic, I mean, in fairness. So, I mean, well, but, I mean, Gasol... That. Gasol, Gasol I mean, came in. He, he got he got one of those fouls holding Jokic on a jump ball. I'm not counting that as guarding. Him. <laughs> no, I, I mean, played I, terrible I, in this game. He had a terrible game. He had a terrible he game. Really played. He had a really terrible. bad game. I, I realize we've we've talked about how under Drummond has not necessarily been the problem. Uh, he's been great. Hasn't been terrible. He was he was not good on Monday. Um, but so like Gasol comes in and like. Vogel said after the game that, you know, this was one of those times where like, you know, you want, you think you're going to use both of your bigs against Jokic and all that. Nobody told Gasol because he's still like, like tying up his pants and stuff like that when he came in. It's like getting his shorts on so they don't fall down and all. This, I we mentioned it on Monday, talking about the centers. Gasol's net rating has been through the roof during a stretch and very limited sample size because barely played. But in these limited stretches uh, at a time when nobody on the team is putting up positive numbers, Gasol has. It comes in on Monday and the Lakers respond spectacularly to his presence. Some of this, I've decided, is actually a function of how Gasol plays. I, I referred to him on Monday as, as a connector. You know, offensively, defensively, he he binds the team together in really functional ways. I also think I'm starting to think he just has a really soothing presence on them. Like they literally feel more comfortable and better about themselves when Marcus All plays. Well, you can tell everyone in that locker room adores the guy. I mean, he's he has only been on this team for one not even complete season. They love him in there because you know he gets talked up a lot by his teammates. And, you know, he, he's always been known as a really good teammate, and he's obviously always been known as, a, you know, one of the league's smartest players. He's got championship experience. You know, he is the hermano of a former Laker champion himself. So, I mean, there, there's a Brother. lot. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot that works in Gasol's favor. I mean, he's just got a very pleasing disposition. Who the hell doesn't like Mark Gasol? But for that matter, who doesn't like Pau Gasol? <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm sure that third brother is that random the, little brother who's actually yeah. supposed like he was like excellent at basketball. I guess he just yeah. decided to be a doctor instead. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's perfectly delightful himself. But lovely people. But you know, he also he Mark Gasol has not made it secret in a way that I think has also been expressed in very professional ways, but that he hasn't been pleased with the way he's been utilized mm -hmm. a lot over the course of the season, which by the way, is perfectly within his right. As long as you, why are, would you want him to be happy about right. it? As, as long as you're keeping your head in what's going on and, and you're staying mentally engaged, which obviously he has been because these spot minutes, he's always looked really good when he's been out there. You know, I, I think the way he expresses himself, I think if nothing else, 
enhances the way everyone in this locker room feels about him and the the respect that they have for him. Also, too, again, we were talking earlier about Anthony Davis and how it was thematic that the game ended on that defensive note. At a time where the defense has become so problematic, it's not an accident that Marcus Gasol being out there for, by his standards of late, extended minutes were part of... Well, he played 17 a- minutes. That's about what he would have been playing normally, like earlier in the year. Right. He was 17, 22, 23 minutes. But it's it's not a coincidence that him and also Tua, because I think it's worth mentioning Wes Matthews, who, I mean, it has been easy to forget lately is even on the team, mm-hmm. also ended up playing. Had that some nice de- minutes. That the defense was considerably better tonight. I don't think that's a pure coincidence. I I, th- I don't think it's a coincidence. I I. I think it's some. I think it's more coincidental with West than it is Gasol. Uh, I mean, they're, I mean, honestly, they were playing well defensively before both of them got in the game. No, but it was sustained, um, though, because they've they've had sure. pockets of good they, defense. No question. No the question. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm I'm just saying it wasn't like they were they were garbage and these guys came in and they turned it around. It was they were having a good game defensively. But I, I think you know the 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 Macklemore. Matthews thing is a much more ancillary conversation um, than than this one because what the Lakers do at center is, is is more important. I mean, honestly, if the Lakers really need either Wes or Mclemore extensively in the playoffs, something's probably gone wrong. Um, so, but they got to figure out the center thing. And you put up you you put up a poll, Andy, because we believe in democracy at the at Cam Brothers. Podcast. Uh, so it's on our Twitter feed at Cam Brothers. Because Monday, Kuzma talked about like, hey, maybe we should get Marcus all on the floor again, pointing to how the idea like they like him playing, they feel better when he plays, and he keeps playing well. So what do you do with the rotation? And you put up options. Um, do you go Drummond with Gasol backing him up? Gasol with Drummond backing him up? Gasol with Trez backing him up? Or Drummond and Trez, as it has been since Drummond joined the team? Interestingly, thirty almost thirty nine percent Gasol and Trez and cutting Drummond out of the lineup. Second though was Gasol and Drummond. That's what I would do. I think if I have to, if I have to be on any given night, think I'm probably going to play two centers. Assuming it's not a teeny tiny lineup, I think I'd play Gasol and Drummond in that order. I, I think I think I probably would too. Although I, I saw uh, Pete Zayas, you know our buddy over Laker Laker Film Room, and he and Darius Soriano uh, at Form Blue and Gold, also another great person you should be following on Twitter if you're not already. They were talking about how Gasol, in some ways, actually provides more necessary utility with that second unit than he might mm-hmm. actually with the first. So maybe you could flip it around a, and start right, Drummond with Gasol. Yeah, right. Either way, though. Gasol now just has to be in the lineup. I mean, it's just it's become obvious. And Trez ended up ultimately the one that that had his minutes squeezed tonight. He he did not play in the second half at all. He only played 10 total minutes. You know, again, this came in a night where Drummond did not play particularly well, but I, right. I found himself that, in foul trouble too. I, I think though that they're for reasons that I understand, pretty committed to trying to get Drummond, you know. On on the same page with the rest of the team, and really with a, with a defined uh, cohesive role on this team, because they see what the upside would be, or they they envision it, and I get it, and I understand, and they really, in fairness to Andre, have while not you're had- talking, it, right, and while you're talking, I think in the small sample size, I think the 
three-man pairing of Drummond, LeBron, and AD has actually been pretty good. Like right. in terms I mean, of plus minus extreme, and all that. Extremely small sample size, but Correct. nonetheless, no I, I think they really want to see what that looks like. And I don't blame them for wanting to see it. But at some point, though, you have to start paring this thing down. And it's just become clear that Gasol, uh, or as he's now known, uh, the Wolf, he described yeah, himself. Is he, the, right, is Mr. Wolf. Yeah. He, a Pulp uh, Fiction reference. Yeah. He said that his role um, on this team now is to be the Wolf, uh, Harvey Keitel's character, the the fixer in Pulp Fiction. Uh, we'll go down too far the rabbit hole of, as you know, I have issues with that role. And, and that, you do, and, I, and I, I, of course, want to know who the dead guy in the backseat of the car is, if he's, if he's Winston Wolf. But again, these are rabbit holes we don't need to explore today. <laughs> all I'll say, all I'm going to say, and I'll leave Okay, I guess we're going. <laughs> no, I'm going to make it quick. I'm just going to say, really entertaining character. There are some entertaining scenes during uh, the Wolf section of the movie, and I wouldn't remove him altogether. But I'm not impressed, and never have been impressed, with the wolf's solution for Jules and, and uh, for uh, Vincent, uh, what clean, clean the car and take it clean, to a junkyard? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, that's probably it's probably what I would start with. Too, I, I I'm not that guy. With, yeah, I could have come up with get rid of the body, clean up the bloody car, right? And take, take it to it, a take it to a dirty right. like he junkyard. was. He was not as impressive a cleanup guy. As they make them out to be, that that's well, no, but that's, that's not fair issue. because sometimes, sometimes the root it's it's the, the routine play is the play you got to make. Are you really telling me that two hitmen, two professional hitmen, uh, Vincent and Jules, could not figure out on their own? Hey, we should probably get all this blood and brains out of our I'm car. Not saying, but they may not do it right. I mean, of course, you know, it was it Vincent shot him in the back of the car anyway. So like. Most of the cleanup was just putting blankets over it. They were taking it to a friendly place, Monster Joe's, which also true. too. The other, the, yeah, but see, the part that really gets me is why does he speed? I was that's just about that's to say this. terrible planning. Like right. that to me is of he, all like you know what we're gonna play this right down the middle. We, you know we got an advantage. I'm not, I'm not gonna come up with that. I got, you know in strange situations, I got I got a, a deeper playbook that we can go to. We're gonna play this straight. We're gonna clean the car. We're gonna take it to the to my connection down at the at the at the 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 auto Monster yard Road. or whatever. Take it to Monster Joe's. We'll get it taken care of. I you know again. I'm not driving 95 miles an hour down the road and getting pulled over. Right. He even, like that's that's terrible planning. He even tells Vincent and Jules, "I drive really effing fast. Keep up." <laughs> yes, but, that's what I'm saying. It's terrible, terrible. But anyway, terrible. Uh, Marcus uh, the wolf. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's I, but I I think you are. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me because. For all the talk of AD as bad as he was, uh, the guy who has been worse in terms of net rating, in terms of all that stuff, is Trez. And so I I wouldn't give up on Drummond. Um, and I think Trez becomes harder to play. You'll see him. There could be some small ball lineups and all that kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, to, to wrap that conversation up, I, I it could be Trez who gets who gets squeezed here. Yeah, well, we'll see where it goes, but it's just become obvious you can't justify not playing Gasol anymore. No, actually, who you should be playing, McKinney, Kuzma, and Kaycock together have a net rating of 175. I'm sure they'll explore it. Come on, Vogel. Let's do this. Um, all right, Dennis Schroeder is out for a couple weeks. Um, we don't know he's got COVID, but 
sure we think he's like got it. COVID. <laughs> we think he might have COVID. Uh, the impact of that is significant, and we'll talk about it next. This episode of Locked On Lakers brought to you by Rock Auto. Andy, with all the 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 number of the makes and the models out there, it's impossible for a a traditional chain storefront to stock all the parts you need. So why endure the often pointless or sometimes intimidating sounding questions uh, that you get asked at these places and wait while the, the guy at the counter, he orders all the parts on his computer and he chooses the brands that his warehouse happens, not the necessarily the one you want. Chain stores, they have different price tiers for different professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers like us. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low, 20, 30, even 50% lower than chain stores or a new car dealership. Uh, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball, full swing right now, and you can bet all the action at Bet Online this week. Tons of sports action, a lot of Lakers action, and right now, all of a sudden, feels a little more optimistic to That's bet right. on. Right, you're the betting the over now. You're betting. Exactly. You're taking the Lakers now. Well, Sunday, you were the taking under. the other guys. Now you're taking the Lakers. I might still take the under with the Lakers, but to cover, and so that's a yes. step in the right direction. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses contest information don't sit on the sideline anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts dennis schroeder is going to be away from the lakers for Two weeks, give or take, 10 days to two weeks is the 10 to 14 days is the, the current uh, report. Um, that certainly seems <laughs> to imply strongly that he has tested positive for uh, COVID. We don't know that, obviously, but generally speaking, when somebody's in the contact tracing, it's you're talking about a week. Um, if they have COVID, it's, it's two. That pushes him back basically up to the end of the regular season, assuming he does come back in that, you know, probably the end of that two weeks, doesn't give the Lakers a lot of time to get going. And at least in, in these games that LeBron doesn't play, and there might be one or two more, puts an enormous amount of pressure on Alex Caruso and Taylor Horton Tucker to be the point guards of this team. I mean, it is it is suboptimal, to say the least, that Schroeder is missing these games. Yeah, and I mean, we saw the... We saw the best and the worst of both Caruso and THT during this win over Denver. Both of them had some really bright bots, you know, operating in that uh, position of controlling the offense. And then and overall, I thought them, played well. Right. But both of them had some moments. Uh, Alex Caruso uh, opened the second half, seemingly determined to set a single quarter turnover record. Um, he had a, a three, I believe, in the first three and a half minutes. <laughs> I respect um, the ambition. And THT, um, as, as I tweeted out uh, during the game, if dribbling was an open bar, he would have been <laughs> cut off. 
I mean, like there, there were some it. times where he was yeah. dribbling. It's like, kid, where are you going? A, well, I'm not sure he knew. <laughs> I, I don't know if he knew the answer to that question. <laughs> Son, you got to really start thinking about what you're doing with that ball. I mean, I, I, I like, you know, they say, keep your dribble alive. Like, that's good. <laughs> so in that sense, he was following directions. But uh, th there did seem to be, at times, a certain aimlessness, uh, a lack of plan that went into uh, to some of his dribbling. Yeah. And, you know, again, this is really a time where it's extremely important for uh, Anthony Davis to start looking like himself offensively. So hopefully he can carry a lot of that load or even generate some of it for himself. It's also where a guy like Marcus Saul and that passing ability becomes extremely important because, you know, the, the table setters that they're going to need right now, they're missing their two best ones. Yeah, and, and I, I, we got a tweet at Cam Brothers during the game. Like, what, you people, this is off of your tweet, kind of making the joke about THT. Um, and I don't think, like, during the game, it was actually really funny. Uh, Billy Mack, like, said, like, turnover, Horton Tucker. And I'm thinking to myself, that's the wrong kind of THT. But he had five of them in the game. But, like, the, the, it, was, it was at Cam Brothers. Somebody was really angry at the way THT was playing. It's like, why is he in the game why are they giving him so much time and the answer is because they don't have anybody else who's even kind of a backup point guard i mean the, the closest thing that they have and it's 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 really not even close we're going to give the keys to ben mclemore that's not how this works i mean fingers crossed lebron's going to be available for at least one of the two upcoming games uh the back-to-backs with the clippers and portland and from here on out all the games are back-to-backs um you know but they're they're going even with lebron back they're going to miss Schroeder in terms of that scoring ability. He's one of the yep. few guys they, they have that consistently gets to the rim and creates that type of pressure driving. He's got a lot of, you know, defensive intensity. You know, his energy can be really contagious on this team. And it just him being there along with LeBron being there slots everybody in the place they're supposed to be. Correct. For the time That's being, the Lakers point. are not going to have huge that. point. Yeah, and it's like I, I think the guy it's I think particularly impactful for is uh, THT because they've reached a point. I'm as excited as as anybody about like what he could be going forward, but he's not there yet. And you know he he has performed I think remarkably well in high leverage situations and playing you know significant minutes and all that stuff um, for a guy with his lack of NBA experience. But he makes an awful lot of mistakes on both sides of the ball, which is to be expected. And you don't want to have to lean on him for 16, 17, 18 minutes a night down the stretch or you know, in, in really important games. You want to be able to go to him because you want to, not because you have to. And there could be some moments now where Frank Vogel has to go to him because he has to. And uh, I don't think that's a particularly comfortable situation for them to be in. Uh, and it puts a big premium on Caruso, I think, to do a lot of what he did on Monday, which was look for a shot. He took yes. nine shots in yes. 28 minutes, which for him is like channeling his inner Ben McLemore. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. It's, um, it's like Ben McLemore, but cautious. Right. I mean, a, a Caruso version of it. But like, you know. Uh, Macklemore, by the way, a very modest seven shots in 17 minutes. So very, it's like, it's like a pilgrim, <laughs> very puritanical tonight. Mine was probably elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I, you know, like he's going to have to do that. And he's not a, he's not a natural scorer. Not that he can't do it, but he just, it's, it's not comfortable for it's him. Not his to mentality, go out and, but, no, correct. But it, it, here's the thing though. It's the same thing with Marcus all like if Marcus mm-hmm. all is going to stay on the court during this period. And again, he's been making that case plus he, 17 in 17 minutes, he, like 48 minutes be a plus 48 Lakers would have run running away. And he, to his credit, Marcus Gasol, after the game, acknowledged that over these last few games, when he's gotten the opportunity to play, he's been more aggressive looking for his offense. Had he been that way from the beginning of the season, the Lakers may not have been as interested in Andre Drummond in the first place. This is but true. either way, like both those things apply to Gasol and to Caruso. So we'll see how it goes from here. Yeah, get LeBron back in the lineup. Solves a lot of these problems. Um, so the, you mentioned it, Andy, the the Clippers in Portland to end the week. Uh, we talked about it. Law Murray is going to join the show uh, Thursday, and it's going to be – we, we've had him on our other show, Late Night Happy Hour, which some of you guys uh, had a chance to catch, and we plan on bringing him back. Um, he's just a great, great young basketball writer, and so we're excited to talk to him to get ready for that game on Thursday. Uh and I think tomorrow we'll look a little bit deeper into the Western Conference, which is a super exciting kind of train wreck right now. I don't know what's going on. We'll see if we can sort some of that out. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up with the Lakers as they get close to the playoffs. And we'll see everybody tomorrow.